for any parent who's feeling overwhelmed about this is because you're probably trying to stick to some formula of what the, your child was getting at school, but you haven't been educated to do that formula. You haven't been educated right. to, to create a agenda and curriculums and all this kind of stuff. Just don't get stuck on that. The core things is obviously reading. Core things, obviously mathematics. You know, and you know, probably people can make arguments on there's maybe a few more or the core things. It, depending on your child's age, science may be a, a core thing. But beyond those, reading and mathematics, which you absolutely are going to use every single day of your life for the rest of your life, um, I would say let it be, you know, try to let it be free. Try to see what your child levitates towards. And even with the reading and the mathematics, what, do, what are they interested in? And have them read that. <laughs> Joel, Mike, how's it going? It's going well. I must say welcome back because, you know, I like to keep it real with people. We got disconnected and I was, I gave like this, this like <laughs> Shakespearean, I was talking, I had this like Shakespearean speech and and I and then I get a phone call from Joel on the other line. It's like, <laughs> dude, I haven't been on for like three minutes. <laughs> you talk too much. Oh boy, you never shut up. How you? I yeah. just want to know how you're gonna invite me onto your podcast and talk for three minutes straight without letting me get some some word in. Because I was giving. Oh, I thought you were just. You know, you you the strong silent type. <laughs> you engineer. You engineer. You 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 are my engineer. Right. My engineer. And my network. The slot that says engineer has your picture on it. Oh, nice. nice. <laughs> has your nice. picture. I'm like he, he, he. I said, Joe, what do you think? Ah, he's silent. I like that. I, like, I see you. You thinking? Okay, I'll keep going. That's what uh, I did. Right, right. Nah, man. But then we jump back on. We started talking a little bit about gratitude, but we started talking about routine. You know, mm -hmm. we started talking about the the importance of routine, um, which I think I probably touched on, you know, way early in the game. But mm -hmm. uh, when I started doing this walk and talk, but here we are now, right? Here we are now, a couple of weeks in, maybe a good month in, for for some people who have been quarantined. What you got to say about routine? Man, it's very, very important. And, and, and what I was sharing with you was that I'm so happy. Um, and I have, I have actually haven't shared this with Mike, but just, you know, watching and, and, and seeing and listening and um, just so happy to see that, uh, and, and, you know, I think what part of this is, you, you know, you're the average of the five people you hang out with or five people you, you in your network. And uh, to know that someone in my network, like Mike, is um you know still still keeping true to his routine you know adapting figuring out what he needs to do as a parent who has to now work and homeschool or help with the homeschooling of of your son emerson right so and yeah. you know this thing when we first started it was going to be a week two weeks or maybe hope that it was going to be a week two weeks you know we were all we were all looking at the news and getting sucked into it and every day was a new thing um and i get that but now you know we see that it's 30 days maybe longer and at some point we have to we have to redefine what our new normal is even if it's just for a short period of time 
because we got to get control of what we can control, right? Our circle of influence. And uh, to see you continue with your morning routine, your morning walks, and, you know, even doing this, which kind of gives you that extra accountability to do the morning walks. Uh, you just invited me into a hundred push-up challenge a day. Um, that's all really awesome and amazing things to see because that is you, you know, taking control of this situation, making sure that you're you're still managing your health uh, to the best that you can. Can't go to a gym. All right, well, I'm gonna do my my one mile, probably even longer walks now. I don't know even how long you're doing them. And then adding in some stuff as you go along, some accountability, the push-up challenge, you know. And I think that's really important for people who are who are listening to this, because I I, I got caught up in the spiral of watching news every day for like a good week, maybe a week and a half, and it just I just realized it wasn't serving me, and uh, I I needed mm. to I needed to define my new my new routine, my new normal, because you know, Mike, I'm a big CrossFit guy, and that's that's big in my my that was huge in my morning routine uh, so right right yeah. right right you know as you speak of that there's a corner that i'm about to take where i'm walking and there's a big green field and there's a lady out there who does crossfit mm. she got her kettlebells nice. she got her she got some stuff set up around the tree anytime i see her i cheer her on man nice because i when i first saw it, i was like that's amazing <laughs> that's someone who's just like <laughs> just die yeah. hard already had the stuff or probably just bought the stuff you can get the stuff right. from dicks but but that's amazing you know as you talk about routine um and, and i think i may have uh, mentioned to the people i spoke about routines uh, a little bit earlier but there's something also about it, it, it made me think about a a, uh, a mm -hmm. child and as they grow and and how the normal keeps mm -hmm. changing it's like the normal is not just like it's a new normal la 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 mm -hmm. i'm done because I'm thinking about like the psychological mm -hmm. effects. Both, you know, God forbid you have kids. I don't know what it's like. You know, what what are they going through, and and what happens on day thirty for them? We're like, I haven't seen my friends. You know, like, do we start tearing things off the wall, right? And and that's going to be a new normal. You know, of, of how how do you adjust and 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 and, and help them. Uh, with it, what are some of the things that you have done when it comes to trying to keep keep normal, but creating a new normal? I'm still there. I think I... you still there. Oh, I say, what are some of the things that you have done? You have done um, to kind of oh, okay, with my routine. Your, yeah. Your so, um, and I apologize. I'm just getting getting back home from from the uh, from the quick. So. Um, First from, dro from, from, dropping, from dropping off a first responder. <laughs> off my, my wife know. at work. She's a Nikki nurse. Uh, yeah, so a couple of things I've done uh, to switch up my morning routine. So I've always been an early riser. You know that. Um, waking up at 4.30. I don't wake up as early now, but um, uh, what I had to do was, because I don't have CrossFit, which usually is at 5.30, So what I do now is, you know, just in terms of trying to get control of what I, what I can control the circle of my circle of influence, 
is um or my second control I should say is I um you know wake up early in the morning uh but I know by 7:15 my girls are going to be up and they're going to be downstairs waiting for me or um they they come downstairs uh waiting for me to do bible study we do bible study then we do meditation and then we do do um physical fitness so i try to get up around 5:30 in the morning which then gives me about an hour hour and a half to hour and 45 minutes to do my morning routine which includes so i come downstairs uh, as soon as i as soon as i wake up go into the bathroom which is where my phone is I, the, the actually my alarm is on my phone so i have to jump out of bed go shut off the alarm and then right away i just go to youtube before getting distracted by anything any text messages facebook anything like that and because the reason why i go on youtube is i i follow this church online called free chapel there out of georgia and since i subscribe to their channel and i watch so many of their videos there's always a new sermon just waiting there for me so i don't scroll through sermons or anything like that cuz whenever i try to tr- scroll through and find a sermon that i want and yeah that i'm curious about i get caught up into the other youtube videos right um so i just click on the one that's there and i just you know have faith that that's the message that i need to hear for that day um and then i just throw on my my bluetooth headphones while i'm getting ready i'm listening to the service come downstairs usually is about maybe another 15 minutes left of the of the service finish listening to that then i do my own meditation praying and journaling and then from there i go into either one of three things which really only one of two because it's still cold here in Massachusetts i mean there's literally ice outside in my neighborhood um is i would either stretch or i would do some sort of like uh, uh you know um non weight related workout um in right in my office and then um once i'm done with all of that usually my my girls are about to come downstairs so I'll just go make breakfast um today I just brought dunkin donuts because I had uh dropped my wife off at work um so that they're just they're just eating some bagels and some stuff right now and now uh, that's my that's my morning routine and that that you know when I when you look at the five pillars by doing that I've already addressed the, the faith side the family side and the fitness so the rest of my day mm-hmm. even if the business and the impact side even if i don't hit those perfectly or it's just a bad work day um or anything like that um i've i've accomplished three out of my five pillars right out of the gate oh that's that's dope that's really dope yeah what um what 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 advice would you give would you give people because uh, you also mentioned that you you have children um so mm-hmm. balancing all those different things what kind of advice would you would you give them yeah it's it, it's a you know we're we're very fortunate um and this is kind of ties into the gratitude that we initially had started off on um that we you know we started homeschooling our our girls uh last year two years ago and uh, so two of our girls are have been homeschooled for the last uh, two years or so 
the oldest, my, our oldest daughter, went, we put her back into school, regular school, because she, she went to middle school this year. So we put her back into school. She wanted to go back. So we put her back into school this year in September. But when, you know, everything happened, they shut down the schools. We just had to, you know, bring her back into the fold. So they were already used to me doing this morning stuff with them, waking up early, you know, making sure that their beds are made, um, coming downstairs. We have a whole point system and everything like that. So I, we've already had, I, I had already established that morning routine with them. Uh, mm-hmm. And kind of gamified and gamified it, right? Where they're looking for those points because as they accumulate points, you know, there's different levels of points they could accumulate, and then they could either hold on to those points and gain more points, and then use them for a bigger thing, or they could use the yes. points for smaller things as they as they accumulated, right? Um, yeah. So they're all about that, you know. They're all about that, but they also enjoy everything that I do with them in the morning as well. It's fun. Um, even though we're we're doing Bible study, even though it's meditation, and of course the physical fitness, they enjoy that uh, quite a bit. Um, so what I'm, so we were fortunate, we were able to just hold them into that or continue that uh, for someone who didn't have that already established to now try to homeschool and and also work at the same time and everything like that. I think. You know, and you and I have talked about this as well. It's like defining those boundary zones or, you know, creating those boundary zones. Like school is going to happen here and right. I'm going to be working here, right? Like try to, to the best of your ability, because now you have to get your child like switched up. You have to get them acclimated to this new thing. Um, and, it, and, you know, it could be very challenging. Uh, it, you know, when we first started, we it, we had to get our girls used to used to the routine as well. It wasn't right. It, it wasn't. You know, now they come down and they meet me down here at seven fifty. I don't have to wake them up. I don't have to tell them go brush their teeth. I don't have to tell them make their bed. But in the beginning, I did have to do that. And, right. Um, right. But now, you know, now they 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 they're able to self manage and they know the routine. And I stay consistent. On my end, which makes it makes them be consistent as well. So here's a question. Here's something that's floating in my mind: is how do you manage uh, school vacation, like when it when it's a week off? Because as you were talking about establishing the boundaries, like yeah, it's starting to do that, and then now we're on a week off. He's on a week off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not off. <laughs> you know, yeah. but he is. So how do you manage that? Do you yeah. take? Do you have to take the same time off, or is there a different system that you worked with? No, we don't have to take the same time off. The way you know that's the beauty. That's one of the beauties of homeschooling, is that you don't have to follow exactly to the T. The the you don't have to follow it at all, depending on what what type of homeschooling you're do, you're doing. In my mind, and I don't know if this is actually what it is but in my mind I see there's three versions of homeschooling there's the one where I'm just going to do it myself I'm not going to use any computers I'm not going to be any I'm not going to be part of any group or anything it's just going to be I'm going to do whatever I want to do which you still have to get sign off from your town or your community showing that you are actually in fact educating your child Um, Mm -hmm. so but that's the that's to me that's like the complete rogue way Um, then there's the the next extreme is, is 
completely computerized. It's compute completely digital. You you sign up for a specific homeschooling program, and they send you the computers for each child. They send you the textbooks. Your child have a schedule. They log in. Basically, basically what a lot of parents are doing right now with the teleeducation, you know, uh, online that the teachers are still connecting with them through Zoom. It's kind of like that situation where they they can see their classmates, even though they may have never met their classmates, but they're learning mm-hmm. through that. And the parent and the parent essentially has to do nothing. Um, mm-hmm. And and maybe I, that, that might be a little bit aggressive with the nothing. They may still have to, you know, uh, check homework or something like that. Right. The way the, what we do, the, what we do is kind of in between. It's kind of the best of both worlds. We're part of a co-op where we go every Monday. And then that's when other parents who have, they may be a doctor, they may be a lawyer, they may be a biologist, they may be someone that deals with, uh, you know, uh, solar system, all this kind of stuff. And right. based on their ex- based on their expertise, they will teach, based on their expertise and what the need is, they will teach courses on that thing. So mm. now us as the parent, us as the parents, we don't have to be the expert on every one of those topics. We we still take care of the core stuff, the math and the reading and everything like that. But now they can get their sciences and the, you know, all those other kind of courses through the co-op, and that's only once a week on a Monday. The rest of the week it's all up to us. Now the co-op does have a schedule in terms of those Mondays. And it's that it's not exactly aligned with the school system schedule because we'll we'll start vacation a lot sooner or we'll be long you know like from Thanksgiving through I think we we the co-op will end way before Thanksgiving and it'll go all the way until past New Year's and there won't, ah. there won't be any classes. Yep. Yeah. 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 And uh, we end way early. Um, I think probably first week in may or something like that um so it, it's it's completely different there are some holidays that they we do track along with the school system but for the most part it's really what we want to do and the beauty of that is you could go to let's say for example disney on a low peak uh season ah, where, yes, because yes. there's no holiday there's no holidays right everybody right. else is in school and you're and you're in disney <laughs> the envy of all your friends. <laughs> no, that's that. Um, you 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 have me thinking about um, you know some of the things you're sharing and how that could be really applied intentionally to parents who have kids and they find themselves all of a sudden. And I hesitate. I I really hesitate to call it homeschooling. I just do because it just feels so different, in my opinion. Like I'm like I don't mm. know anything about homeschooling. I just know that this kid is home. And I want him to do some school, <laughs> but the idea of right. the idea of the idea of like there's things that will be lagging from people who who uh, at least I'm assuming who haven't been doing homeschooling. For example, wait, what parents do we have? Can they help? You know, can they bring a certain skill mm-hmm. to the table um, and seeing mm-hmm. how we can pull them in? Because of course they're also dealing with change and disruption. Um, but as things start to become the air quote new normal, there's that outreach I can do. Hey, anyone want to talk about this? Anyone want to talk about that? And we would probably have to work, have to, strong word, but 
we probably want to at least touch base with the school. Um, like we have one parent who created a reading time. So every Tuesday at 1130 to 12, a different parent and child does a reading time. And, and the, school yeah. also adop- the school also adopted that. You know, for myself, yeah. what I did is I set up a 3 p.m. everyday, um, 3 p.m. playtime for my son. And I'm currently working mm-hmm. through, I'm currently working through how do I expand that so everyone has that same opportunity to select the times mm-hmm. that they, they're available. Mm-hmm. And other people can say, yeah, I want to play with you. Um, uh, mm-hmm. You know, and of course, starting with probably more of a concierge model and then seeing how it um how we can how we can build from there so then there's more than one kid playing together like all those different things are some of the things that are on my mind when it comes to the children and home and and um and how we how how we do this whole thing but yeah so it looks like we went from gratitude to uh to children which is good which is good because i think it's something that's well, first of all, we're grateful for our children, and and then secondly, mm-hmm. it's it's really needed. It's a conversation I think it's really needed because right. I do think there's a lot of a lot of pain in that area. I could see pain, I could see shame, I could see all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff coming, coming. You know, like I'm supposed to be doing this, I'm not. Guilt, guilt, shame, um, those right. type of things. Were you about to say something? Yeah, I mean, I think it's important. Uh, I, I love that you, you know. You know, everything you just said, I, I, I 100% agree with it, uh, even beginning. So I'll go back to where you said the homeschooling, right? The hesitation to call it homeschooling. And I completely get that, you know. And here's the thing about homeschooling in its purest form, if you will, um, is that, you know, if we all think back, right? I'm assuming everyone that's listening to this podcast obviously already gone through high school and college and, you know, working in the, uh, in the work world. And if you think back of how much of what you've learned through school are you actually using in your day-to-day activities? Even if you think mm-hmm. about college, for example, mm-hmm, and how many, mm-hmm. times over the, how, how many times over the years have you said, why didn't I never learn about this? Right. Like, why did I never learn about fi- finances? Why did I never learn about the importance of ma- why is it important to make my bed? Like, wh- what are you know? Why did I never learn about like how to do, you know, manage my own health or eating and physical? Like, why did I never learn about finances and, and these kind of things? This is where homeschooling, if you step outside of the box of, I feel like I need to. My child needs to get exactly. It's kind of crazy because it's like, I feel like my child needs to get exactly what I got. Every, every, you know, they have to do mm. studies, they have to do math, they have to do reading, they have to do... But then, at the same time, we're saying, why did I never get taught this? Why did I never get taught about marriage and relationship and those kind of things? This is where homeschooling becomes powerful if you allow yourself to step outside of the box of what you were given. And you say, what does the child... What does one? What does a child levitate towards, right? And this is why you do Montessori, right? And why you love Montessori, because like Montessori uh, is is open to that. Like, what is the child mm-hmm. interested mm-hmm. in today, right? Um, homeschooling, you could, you could, you have the flexibility to allow the child to discover uh, or go deep into something that they're really, really interested in. 
Mm-hmm, um, because mm-hmm. that may be that may be their passion. That may be their superpower. How many people are walking around not knowing what their passion is, what their superpower is, because they were never able to dive deep into that that discovery when they were younger. Homeschooling gives you that ability to do that. In addition to that, it also gives you the ability as the parent to insert some of those critical skills that they they won't get by going to school from eight to four, eight to three, because they're just not, they're just not covering those things. Yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, if, you, yeah. If, you, if you're someone that believes in making, like you making your bed is a bigger thing than just making your bed. It teaches discipline, it teaches consistency, it, it teaches organization, right? Like you could instill that in your child because they're there, they're not hustling and bustling to go to, to catch a school bus. You could you could teach them those things. You could teach them about finances in in ways that's appropriate for their age. Right? So mm-hmm. that but for any parent who's feeling overwhelmed about this, is because you're probably trying to stick to some formula of what the, your child was getting at school. But you haven't been educated to do that formula. You haven't been educated to to create agenda and curriculums and all this kind of stuff. Just don't get stuck on that. The core things is obviously reading. Core things, obviously mathematics. You know, and, you know, probably people can make arguments on there's maybe a few more other core things. Depending on your child's age, science may be a, a core thing. But beyond those, reading and mathematics, which you absolutely are going to use every single day of your life, for the rest of your life, um, I would say let it be, you know, try to let it be free. Try to see what your child levitates towards. And even with the reading and the mathematics, what what are they interested in? And have them read that. Our, right, our, our right. oldest daughter is interested. Our oldest daughter is interested in fashion. Well, how do you incorporate reading and mathematics into fashion? Okay, you want to design a dress. Mm-hmm. Well, you have to do measurements. You have to convert it from right. inches to, you know, this. Right. So, how to incorporate it in that way where it's more interesting to them as opposed to trying to drill, drill in, uh, have them read books that they're not interested in, or dr- drill in that that math theory that that just over their head because it's too abstract right 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 yeah i i uh yeah a a couple of things one is um you know with the go deep i think that's awesome and at the same time there's the opportunity maybe to not go deep but to experiment with a bunch of things that you may not be able to Mm -hmm. do when you're usually at school because it's already set here so here if a kid does dabble here dabble here dabble that it may be more it may be okay um actually as they find out what they want to go deep 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 into exactly that they have that exactly. they have that uh, flexibility and uh, it sounds like there's a potential resource uh and maybe even this conversation is it to to have parents slow down for a second to breathe to pray um whatever it is but really with this intention of what do i want to teach my child 
what mm-hmm. would I like to teach my child? Like being intentional because parents, we got our own hustle and yeah. bustle. Hustle and bustle. Yeah. And let's just like, uh, just even look at myself. I could easily say, I'm just trying to get my stuff done. You need to just do your stuff. Instead of saying, <laughs> well, you know what, for me, I thought about like, what soft skills would I like to teach you? You know, that, that you may not get, mm-hmm. get, get what, what deeper explanation would I like to give you about something? Where's the opportunity for me to say, you know, why I do X, Y, and Z? You know, mm-hmm. and you talk about things you're not taught. I mean, financial literacy for me, it feels like the big, the big right. thing. Um, so that Absolutely. opportunity to potentially give them something. In fact, I was thinking about that this morning. I was like, what game teaches you financial literacy at that young age? Um, right. That is actually around. Oh, does he? Because I was like, that's actually around does, yeah. real type of things. So it's like, I'm thinking maybe Monopoly. It's like, nope, I'd have to flip the board over or change the things because just saying buying mm-hmm. a big property at X amount of dollars, but, <laughs> but just even thinking about rent, think about rent or, or mortgage. Cool. All right. What else? Right. You need shelter, you need food, you need clothing. All right. Those are covered. Now what you're going to do next? What's important to you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The question of always asking, is it a want <laughs> or a need? Oh, I want Legos. Is that a want or a need? How much does it cost? How much are you left mm-hmm. with at the end of the month? You're about mm-hmm. to say something. Yeah, no, no. I think it's just very, very important. And I think, and I think when you, when you figure out, I think what you said in terms of like pausing and taking a breath and, and praying and meditating on it, once you figure out what it is that you would like to, to instill or educate or teach uh, your child, it may seem big, right? But if you think about it a bit more, um, you know, like, oh, it's too big. My child won't get it. Man, listen, these kids, I mean, our girls, we, we've always, and I'm so grateful that we've always done this. We've always talked to them as, like, we've never done, even from early age, we've never done the gaga goo like, you know, like, imitate the words that they're saying. Like, we've always talked to them straight. Um, you know they're going to have a complex, right? You know they're gonna have a complex, right? I never got Google Gaga, man. I never got Google Gaga growing up. Yeah, exactly. I never got it. Never got sorry, it. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, you, you talk to them straight. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, we've always appropriately, right? So just like you're saying with the whole mortgage and this kind of stuff, like we we just try to always figure out how do we address something appropriately for their age and everything like that, um, and, and and not shy away from the conversation and i think i think that's 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 very very uh important uh another thing i I would say uh kind of to add to this conversation and maybe it's another another branch of this conversation is that you know what what i've found and i think this this comes back to your hustle and bustle and what i hope out of this whole thing even though as tragic as, as it is is that as America, and I know we're a great country, um, and part of our hustle is why we're great, I hope that we could start to realize that, man, we don't need to hustle as much as we've been hustling. Or we've been hustling on things that are not getting us anywhere, right? Mm. We're driving ourselves crazy, not giving ourselves time you know, if you have any amount of kids or one kid, two kids, three kids, you know, when we think about my wife and I looking at, you know, 
if, if we were in this coronavirus, we would be piano, violin lessons, soccer, dance, uh, softball, uh, you know, trying to hang out with friends, doing this, doing that. And every minute, hour of the day is filled with something. Weekends is filled with something. Mm-hmm. And now to see... And now to see we've gone 30 days stuck in our home and our family still thriving. Our girls are still growing. Um, we, we're playing soccer outside. We're mm-hmm. violin lessons are being done. Violin lessons are st- still being done, but they're being done via Zoom. Which saves a whole bunch of time in terms of driving. Right. You know, I know you, Mike, like having, you have to drive an hour to work and an hour back. Man, yeah. would it be great yeah. if company if companies after this say, "Look, we're only gonna be open four days a week. Let's give people mm. time. Like, mm-hmm. do we need to be open five days a week, right? And just give people time to spend with their family and just and just take a breather. Um, and hopefully, people don't fill that extra time with more waste. Um, mm. And I, I really, I really hope that a change like that could happen in our society because man if we could survive you know and i know a lot of people are struggling and a lot of there's a lot of pain and and hurt out there i just hope we could take a lesson out of this and um and this and that could be one of the lessons is how could we not overwhelm ourselves anymore and just um it's, it's just not that serious this is the stuff that's important you know, uh, I hear so many stories of people connecting with uh, with their their siblings, their 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 wife, their their kids, having deeper conversations. Even children, you know, internalizing and reflecting and 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 bringing up conversations with their parents that they normally would not have brought up. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, I just I just hope that that's that's something we could take as a society. We could we could take and incorporate into our daily lives going forward. Yes. Yes. That feels like an excellent place to, uh, to end off for today. I really appreciate you taking the time to connect Joel, uh, and sharing your wisdom. We'll talk a little bit about reciprocity. We got more into kids and family, which I think is awesome, which I think is really going to be the focus of, of today's podcast. Mm-hmm. And I think where the true gem, um, is, is for the people. So thank you for walking with me and for talking with me, brother. We'll uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk oh, soon. Thanks, and thanks for having, having me on, and good luck editing all of this. <laughs> <laughs> One take, Bruni, baby. <laughs> One take, Bruni. <laughs> <laughs> all right, bro. One take, Bruni. <laughs> all right, brother. Peace.